This episode of the Elder Key Game Club is brought to you by Gamersgate. Download games anytime, anywhere. Visit Gamersgate.com. One of the greatest questions of all time has been answered. Man is not alone in space. Maggot! I will destroy you, your filthy planet. Everything! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 18. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me, as always, is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. And, of course, with us is owner and editor of ElderGeek.com, Randy Asenchek. Randy, how are you doing tonight? I, I am ready for some hot Gorgon-Gorg action, baby. <laughs> Very some good. Some hot brain action. Nice, nice. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> So, once again, this is the Game Club Podcast, and what we do is we pick a game, and we play it for a couple of weeks, uh, very similar to a book club, and then we get together, and we record this podcast where we dissect the game and discuss it and say what we like, what we didn't like, all that kind of stuff for your listening enjoyment. And this time around, we played the game Unstoppable Gorg, which is, uh, I guess, would I don't know that I'd classify it as an indie title, Exactly. No. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking it was an indie title too, but I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I guess maybe budget title would. Yeah. Maybe be. Yeah, that's probably a good more, way to put more it. accurate than than that. Um. So Phil, why don't you go ahead and give us a little background on Unstoppable Gorg? Yeah, it's it's funny you said you weren't sure if to classify it as indie because I assumed that this was an indie game, and then when I did a little research, I realized it was not an indie game. It's actually developed by what's that? I, I was going to say, I thought it was an indie game as well, and, and I was always kind of surprised at how much publicity the game kind of got, and, and and pre-release publicity, like there were ads and stuff for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's weird. I, I've actually, I never even heard of it until you had brought it up. Huh. Um, so that's why I was just kind of assuming it was like an indie game, but, uh, well, not that you don't hear about an indie game, but anyway. Uh, so it's developed by a company called Futuremark Games Studio. Um, so they are a branch of a company called Futuremark Corporation. So Futuremark Corporation, they develop like computer software, and they're known for. When I was reading about it, this, wasn't making sense to me. I don't know, but they do. They do these two software programs that are popular called 3D Mark and PC Mark. They're benchmarking mm-hmm. software. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm, you, I'm so quite, you know that stuff. You're I'm up with qu- that. Quite familiar with uh, 3D Mark. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, do you want to explain it at well, all? Well, it's, it's just software that you install on your computer, and basically it runs, um, you know, it runs like a game, like a like a simulated game sort of, and it basically mm-hmm. lets you then see, you know, how your PC performs, uh, like as far as like what the frames per second are, and like you know if it's really like killing your processor and stuff like that. And you can you can up the settings on the game to you know just like you would any other game, but okay. it, it, it's designed to run through. Um, kind of like a, a a predetermined length of time where it renders out a game playing and then at the end of it it gives you a report on your PC and basically says okay you know you need you you're, you need to go buy a new PC yeah yeah basically, right. basically <laughs> I, I think anyone anyone who's into like building their own PCs and and kind of like souping them up and stuff it's it's pretty much like the standard uh, yeah. that that people use for for benchmarking <laughs> so yeah so that's that's their bread and butter right there 
Yeah. So then they decided to go ahead and make a game too. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, and, and so then they decided to make uh, their game studio branch, and they've only released two games. Uh, one was Shattered Horizon, which I'd heard of, but I didn't. I don't really know. I think I saw it like during Steam Steam sales. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's it, it's that space uh, shooter thing, right? Like where you're. I think it's the three D like gravity freeze. Yeah, yeah, like a zero G thing happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then another one called Hung Hungribbles for iOS. That's that like, sounds vaguely familiar as well. Does it? All right, so they have some familiar games, and now they have Unstoppable Gorg, and that was released the same day on PC and iPad, and I guess I guess just iOS in general. No, uh, it's exclusive to no? iPad. It's, oh, it's exclusive to iPad. Yeah, it doesn't work on an iPhone or iPod. Oh. Hmm. Which right. makes sense because it's, right, the little things are so they're so yeah. small. Yeah, it would be really difficult. To... Right, I was actually thinking that. Uh, and then there's also an Xbox Live version due sometime in 2012. Uh, I saw a date. Someone dated it June something, but I didn't think Xbox games really Xbox Live arcade games. Hmm. They don't really have set dates, right? Um, no, they do. They do. Yeah, they they typically have a release date. All right. Uh, so the PC version currently has a 73 on Metacritic, which isn't bad. It's a pretty decent score. Yeah. And Gorg itself, Unstoppable Gorg itself, it's a 50s sci-fi inspired tower defense game. I mean, that's the best way to classify it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that brings us to the game Unstoppable Gorg. So who would like to uh, share some thoughts on it first? I started last time, so not me. Uh, Steve? I, I, I'll, yeah, nope. I'll get going. I'll go on it. Um, All right, I was gonna, I was gonna. If, if you would like to, you're more than welcome to well, take it away. It's Randy, because Randy threw it to me last time, and then uh. I, 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 I felt like this time maybe I should go. But go ahead. No, no. Well, I, you know, I've played a fair share of uh, tower defense games in the past, and uh, you know, I've always enjoyed them uh, some more than others. It's one of those weird kind of niche genres that i feel like i have to be in the mood to want to play mm-hmm. um which i guess you could say about anything really but I, these seem more so to be like that there's some that have really stuck with me and i i loved and then there's been some where i've just been like yeah all right it's another one of these and then i uh, pass on it um gorg uh kind of fell somewhere in the middle like i i liked it a lot but i didn't like fall in love with it and feel like compelled to play a ton of it like beyond the first i think i made it about eight missions in out of 21 so uh i feel like i got a good handle on it but uh it wasn't like i didn't want to keep playing it it wasn't uh, i didn't get like addicted to it like i did with uh like defense grid uh, i don't know mm. if you guys ever played that i that was that's probably i think one of the best uh most polished uh tower defense games i've ever played is um, toy soldiers considered a, a tower defense game uh i think so i think so Could- out of like all like tower defense games, that would probably be my favorite and the one that that definitely like got me mm-hmm. most addicted. A lot of people really kind of like uh, attached to um, Plants vs Zombies. That's yeah, that's a great example of just a really unique take on a on a tower defense. I think because it kind of took the what cons- is considered to be the kind of norm for that style and just turned it on its ear and, and where it's like it's still a tower defense game, but it's almost not recognizable as one or, or they just made it so accessible. I, I don't know exactly how, how I would put it, but uh, yeah, that game just that and uh, orcs must die, I think is another good example of like a, re- oh, a really yeah. unique take on, on a tower defense game um, in that, you know, you play it like a third person shooter where you're running around, but 
but basically what you're doing is is you know you're, you're rather than doing it from like the god view where you're looking down on everything you're down there in the shit running around placing yeah. everything is that is that what works is like think, yeah, yeah that, that's god. that's what um there's a ds one called uh locks quest by the guys that do like scribble knots yeah yeah i've heard of that and that's kind of that, that i played a lot of that because uh i like i don't want to get into my part yet but i kind of like those types of games when you are running around and you're in it you know because mm -hmm. i feel like it gives you a little something more to do other than just watch mm -hmm. i agree um, yeah yeah and uh that's what what lost quest is like there was actually one that just came out on 3ds called um uh rolling western or something did you hear that one steve uh, uh, no, it doesn't sound no. familiar. It's not like literally just came out. That's a, supposedly Maybe. like another tower defense where mm. you're running around on the ground. I thought it looked cool, yeah. but anyway. So I wanna... I, I, no, no, that's fine. But no, you make a good point, and that's kind of like where I, where I kind of fell out with Gorg a little bit. Is that like with Orcs Must Die? Um, I really enjoyed the fact that you're yeah you are in there and you're running around and it's kind of like you're you you still have to think from that mindset of how how am I gonna prevent this wave, waves and waves of, of guys from getting through <laughs> excuse me i just coughed all over my microphone um, <laughs> uh, so but at the same time you're also you know you're able to shoot at them and, and interact in a, in a way that is is kind of not the norm whereas <clears throat> I'm, I just got to cough and get it out um, <laughs> I'm like trying to suppress a cough get, and it's just get the water <clears throat> Sorry, listeners. Um, you can just edit it. Just edit it. Nah, that's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> whereas with, with Gorg, I, I kind of felt like sitting back and watching it. Like I, I kind of got bored a, a bit uh, with it at times. And I know you can fast forward and make it go faster. And, and, and that's kind of a, a staple of, of the top-down tower defense. But I don't always like to do that. And I, I think the difference between Gorg and maybe like a game like Defense Grid, where it was pretty much the same view, was just something about the way Defense Grid's maps and everything were designed that it just was it was so wide open as to what you could do and how you could place things and and you could direct um the flow of the monsters coming through um i just enjoyed that a lot more whereas gorg i thought it was cool because the one thing you could do with the game is um there's like uh what would you call them like circles um orbiting, they're like orbiting rings yeah kind of. orbiting rings around your base which is in the middle and you have there's like points on each ring at different spots where you can place your towers or, mm -hmm. or your or satellites in this case um that fight the uh the waves of spaceships that are coming through on a, on a predetermined path that you see how they're going to come through um and what you can do is you can you can drag that circle around to reposition your satellites so you know if if a wave starts coming from another side you can drag it around and put your satellite so it falls in a spot that's strategically better um to take on the wave that's coming in i, I thought that was cool that was a neat kind of twist on it and i did enjoy that it it didn't i think it was just the fact that the waves were still coming through in a predetermined way so it kind of it didn't didn't go all the way for me in that sense but it, it was still i thought it was pretty cool um that was a nice twist. Uh, what else did I want to say about the game? I really love the theme. I, I love the '50s sci-fi theme completely. I, I I have a soft spot for that style of movie. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I, I was a huge fan of like 
watching like Ed Wood stuff like Plan 9. <laughs> um, yeah, and you used to be able to catch these kind of movies all the time on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, when well, we when we were young, this was the kind of stuff that you would see on Sci-Fi Channel and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, especially around like Halloween. I remember mm-hmm. like the like the week it used to be I think AMC now does the Monster Fest and they show like slasher movies and stuff, but at one point I think Sci-Fi Channel used to do like a long Halloween marathon the week before Halloween and they would just show tons and tons of like creature from the Black Lagoon and like mm-hmm. all kinds of like old drive-in style uh sci-fi stuff and i and i love that that style uh you know from just when i was a kid and and in college and stuff i worked in a video store so we had you know aisles and aisles of this kind of stuff that no one ever rented so i was always putting it on in the store to watch (laughs) so (laughs) no one in their right mind was renting that they were renting like uh you know jingle all the way and things like that (laughs) batman and robin and other fine Mm -mm. classics from the mid 90s um but uh (laughs) so i i i loved watching that stuff and and uh so I, I really liked the way they presented it. I thought all the cutscenes that they did in between with with the people, the live action video. Yeah, um, that was really surprising. Like I didn't expect any of that stuff. I, and so. it was done so well too. Yeah. yeah. So well. like they mixed in like the stock footage with the brand new stuff. Right. Perfectly. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved I loved seeing the stock footage was great because it, I don't know if you guys remember watching uh uh ed wood which the, yeah. the tim burton movie which was kind of like a, a biopic on him just the way that he would use um stock footage you know he would just whatever he could get like if, right. he, if he could get like some footage cheap from some film company of you know soldiers marching he would write an entire part of the movie around that and uh, <laughs> just because that's what he had and then he'd, right he'd, he'd cut that in with like a couple like shitty scenes of like some some bad acting people on a soundstage and then that would be like 10 minutes of the movie so the fact the the only part that i i think i had an issue with on gorg with Mm -hmm. the with like those movies and stuff was um god i can't remember her name the 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 female gorg from like mars or wherever the hell she was from the one a little too slutty for the time period oh really i thought that was pretty funny i thought it was kind of like the nod to elvira and that kind of or who was the vamp- vampire was the was the one from the that mm. era and then Elvira kind of in the 70s or 80s she like emulated her when she oh, did Oh totally totally but they, there was still something like a little bit almost like porn about her <laughs> that, that wasn't just like the whole like hey here's some cleavage you right, know prepubescent right. kids there was there was something a little too porn you know about her <laughs> well you know, don't 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 think that i was offended by any stretch oh, of the imagination. No, no. i'm just saying it didn't gotcha. seem like it fit in with the time period i gotcha yeah right well we don't know who she is you know they might have when they were doing the casting call for this game they they're out you know they might have had to take whoever they got maybe she was an actual uh a porn actress and an adult <laughs> female reproductive <laughs> uh, film they got, star they gotta eat too you know and, they... <laughs> and, it, and it just came out in her acting in this yeah, yeah. yeah you can take the porn and it fits right on the resume perfectly you yeah. know but... yeah you can take the porn star out of the bukkake scene but you can't take the bukkake scene out of the porn star <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody would question the title of a porn named Unstoppable Gorg. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, the, the name of the game is actually yeah, a little. When, when you say it, it sounds almost obscene, like borderline. <laughs> like like if you looked it up on uh, Urban Dictionary, I'm sure that there's probably <laughs> like what an ups- Unstoppable Gorg is. I'm, probably... I'm sure if not, there is one now. <laughs> there should be. If you're listening and you have some great ideas, go over to Urban Dictionary and submit a. Uh, unstoppable gorg and and tag uh elder geek on there 
<laughs> I, I really liked it. Yeah, the, I think that was like my favorite part was the uh, all the the, the cutscenes and all like the you know the live action video and stuff. Like I didn't expect any of that, and you know when I got hit with it, I thought you know I was enjoying it, and I kind of wanted to see. Like I'll admit that kind of stuff is what made me like press on a little bit further mm-hmm. than I than I probably would have. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't make it very far. I think I made it to like the eighth. Yeah, that's story, where I got to. Story also. Mm-hmm. I got hung up on the sixth one. Like I died like a ton of times on the one. Yeah, uh, and that was like starting to make me mad. And then I did complete that, and then uh, I went ahead and I did a few more, and then it was. Um, I just didn't get to go back to it, but um. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I feel like I can't say much about it since I didn't make it too far. Did you make it far into it, Randy? Um, people watching the video of, of this will will see exactly how far I got. Um, I I can't remember which board it was, to be honest with you. I can probably okay. even pull it up right now. But I, I'm terrible at uh, tower defense games. Like, I, okay. I, I will admit, at strategy games and defense games, yeah. I'm the worst. I'm, I'm not very good at them either, so that's like... You know, when I started losing on that sixth stage, I was like, "Oh, here I hit my, I, <laughs> you know, I hit my moment where I, I can't." You hit your wall. Anything. Yeah, I mean, and that game locks quest I was telling you about. I put like hours onto that game. It mm-hmm. took a little longer to hit that wall, but I hit it in that. Um, I haven't played many tower defense games. Um, Pixel yeah. Junk Monsters. I think you played that one, Steve. Didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, as well. and I played that for a bit, and again, I got like I, I really liked that game, but I, I always get hung up on them. Yeah. And I, I don't have it in me to just like. I like persevere. I like very much in tower defense games, and like I said, I keep bringing up defense grid, but this was one where where I felt that, and I also am this way with plants versus zombies as well. As I like, I'm very much like I like to get into my groove, and I like to figure out exactly which units I want to use, and then mm-hmm. and then I just I go nuts like upgrading, and you know, I I, I like. The freedom in a game like Defense Grid where, like, I can, if I want to, I can do the entire level just using, like, the machine gun turret, which is kind of like your base one. But I upgrade them all to the maximum amount you can do. And then just figuring out stuff like that. And I, in this game, I never really felt like I had that freedom. Uh-oh. I felt mm-hmm. like I was limited. And, and I think that might be kind of what turned me off a little bit to it. Um, and, again, I don't mean to make that sound like I think it's a bad game or anything. It's just... It, 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 it it wasn't kind of my cup of tea as far as tower defense goes. It, it almost feels less um, like when I got hung up on stage six, it almost feels less uh, strategic and more like I need to figure out the exact units I need at the exact time. Yeah. Did you get that feeling from yeah. it? Yeah, and that's the, yeah, that's the thing is like I like having the freedom to kind of play right. with it and say, right. no, I'm going to try it with this and see how this works. And, it, and it, yeah, it felt like if you didn't do exact – like you didn't build the exact build order – for this right. and put them in the exact spots at the exact time then then you were pretty much gonna just get wiped out and it, it right and it sucked like sometimes like, i felt like i feel like in other tower defense games i played like when the bad guys make it to the tower and they attack it um you know usually they just kind of go away or whatever and you know you you take your hits and that's it and that the little the little units do that in this one you know they just fly up to it and they hit it and they go away mm-hmm. but like the bigger ones yeah, they hang I out. Like, they hang out, and then like sometimes you can't get to them. Yeah, like, I actually had that happen to me. What I had to do was I actually, at that point, I had enough uh, currency or whatever the money that you buy your up your gear with uh, right. enough. So what I did was usually close to my center is where I would have the 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 energy producing unit. 
right. that, that gives you uh, the ability to build more stuff. Uh, I, I had to trash them and then real quick build turrets there to finish off the guys. Right. That, so, like, I had one. I think it was on the, the sixth or seventh chapter. I had, like, a nail biter where my 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 base was down to, like, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. hardly. It was, like, two more hits. It was going to blow up. And I did that, and I was able to pull through and, and get past the level. Um, but, yeah, that, that was kind of a little hectic. Uh, which... Right. Yeah, and I, I think that's part of it. Is like I like the hectic feeling of, of tower yeah. defense games, but at the same time, I like feeling like it's like there's a, like I have a fighting chance, you right. know. I, at the same time, I think the the rings added like a, a sense of it being hectic too, because it was kind of cool sometimes when you know you got a guy in position and he's taking something out, right? And then another lot, another wave of enemies comes through, and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna rotate this dude to get over here. And then before you know it, you're rotating the guy that's also attacking the one spot. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So because... you move him away from what he's doing to get the other guy, and you're like, oh, shit, what do I do? And then you then you find yourself kind of rearranging the ring to, right. to line them up. And I had fun with that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, that definitely added a layer of strategy. I don't know if we, I don't know if I made it clear in the beginning when I, when I said that you could put them on, ring, on the rings um, that you can only put them on a specific spot on the ring. And then right. when you move the ring, everything moves with it. So, yeah, so you kind of have to think about what you're doing because, like you just described, you get into a situation where you, you slide a guy to to one spot and you, you know, nullify your, your other guy and then, and then you get into some trouble. So right. And I think that they, you know, designed it each level with the points where you can put things on the rings very um, – you know, I think they went to lengths to make sure that that you were constantly running into situations like that. Right. Um, so, uh, we we all played it on PC for the most part. Uh, we were provided with a copy from Gamersgate, which was very nice um, to play. Uh, I actually bought it on the iPad though because I wanted to try it out and see. Uh, I just wanted to. I wanted to be able to since it was on both platforms. I, I wanted to be able to offer some sort of opinion on that so um i bet it had to be kind of neat on the ipad i gotta yeah. say i actually enjoyed it more on the ipad than i let and i did on the pc just because it was it's a game that i felt lended itself well to like as like if we had the tv on or whatever i could kind of sit back in my chair and play it on the on the little screen in front of me and the touch screen worked really well for dragging mm-hmm. dragging the uh the circles around um and all the, all the interface and everything, you know, I mean, it's, it worked fine on the PC for clicking, but yeah. it just worked perfectly on the screen as well. well so. Yeah, when I was playing it, you could kind of almost tell it was made for, like, iPad because, you know, the screen is just still, you know, you're not, the, the screen's not scrolling anywhere, you know what I mean? It's right. all just one, you know, one still screen, and yeah, it just seemed, I was thinking that, I was like, I, I kind of wished I could have tried it, like, on iPad, or I was even thinking, you know, this would just be a cool, like, portable game, even though... It'd be kind of hard to do like on like DS or something like that, but yeah, because everything's so small already. Right. Even on a, even on a big you know twenty seven inch computer monitor, all the the units and, right. and the little ships coming in that you have to fight, they're all pretty tiny. Right, uh, which is why it makes a a good like tablet game, good iPad game. Yeah, it really it did. It was only five bucks on the on the iPad, and uh, if you have one and you're itching for a unique uh, kind of tower defense experience, five bucks is is not. That much to spend on it at all. I definitely think it's worth checking out. Good, good doctor's office waiting room game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because I have it on there, chances are I will continue to play it after this episode because, you know, like I said, 
stuff on there is like perfect when when I'm sitting with my wife and we're watch she's watching the Kardashians and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like I have to sit here because you know I want to spend time with her but at the same time if I have to listen to uh Chloe and Kim fight anymore I'm going to put a bullet in my head. Wow. <laughs> You're a good man. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. I love my wife dearly. I don't think I could sit through the Kardashians. Oh, you know that and uh what's the other one the Tori and Dean? Tori Spelling and that that's another oh, show that's like perfect it's perfect uh iPad like break it out and play something on there. So most of my my <laughs> iPad gaming is when I'm trying to turn my brain off to what's on the TV. <laughs> oh wow. So if you're like me, this is the perfect game. I highly recommend it. Uh, Randy, I, you seem pretty quiet over there. I well, I I gotta admit you guys you guys have been pretty much hitting all the all the points that I kinda wanted to touch on. I thought I thought visually it was a, it was a, a nice game. Like you know, in terms of graphics, it's it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's it's more than functional. But the um, the interface and uh, uh, you know, and, and the movies and this, you know, the the in between uh, level movies and and uh, um, I don't know, all, all that that design is done very well, and I kind of have to you know give them a hats off for that. Um, I think it. Uh, conceptually i think it's it's very good i think the the first 20 minutes were probably my most enjoyable with with unstoppable gorg because i was i was wowed by the uh by the cutscenes. i was wowed by the, you know the production value of it but then at the same time you know the concept of uh planting you know defense items on this this rotating um orbit was was really cool and kind of interesting to me but um in the end i think that i i don't know I, I ran into the same problem I think you guys did. I, I felt too much like the decisions that I that I was making to, you know, defend my my uh, my center tower or whatever you want to call it. I felt like my hand was forced too much. Like I always thought to myself, okay, I want to build this next, and then right. as soon as I think to myself, I'm going to build whatever next, then the game throws something else at me, and, I, and of course I don't have enough money, and I kind of I'm constantly in like I don't know damage control, I guess. You know, there was no there was no planning aspect for me. It was all it was all reactive and it wasn't proactive, I guess. So I don't know. I, I would give it a worth try. There's a yeah. there's a demo available for it. It's you know a free demo and and uh, you know when it comes to Xbox, I'm sure there's going to be a demo for it there as well. So um, tower defense fans will probably like it. I think it's I think it's something that everybody should at least give a try. Um, but like I said, I felt like. I felt like I was more reactive than proactive. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think probably the best thing that the game could have done, um, even if even if this was something that happened when you switched it over to easy, which I needed to do to get to level nine, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I was going to ask if you if everybody was sticking the medium. No, I had to put it down to nine. I could not get past one of the levels, and I was just I was just like, nope, I need to keep moving. Otherwise, whoever's watching this is going to be seeing me play and die the same level. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped around a bit. I, I jumped back and forth between easy and medium. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the big difference between medium and easy should not be like how much health the the enemies get. I think it should be like how much time you have before the enemies actually start pouring in and how much power you're given ahead of time. Because I would have loved to have been you know, proactive. I would have loved to have been able to like map more, out how, how, like what level and what ring I wanted each defense thingy on, you know? Yeah. I didn't feel like easy felt that much easier to be honest with you. It just felt like it was a little more manageable. It wasn't yeah. like, I, I wasn't like, I didn't feel overpowered or anything playing it on easy. It just seemed like things were a little 
like not as hectic as when I played levels on on normal. Did it give you more money or anything no. to work with? Oh, really? No, I think no. it's yeah. just lesser health on the uh, enemies. I yeah. mean, here's here's this is this is an example. You'll you'll see this if you if you watch the video. On the one level I was stuck at, I was like I can't remember the exact number, but I think every time I was dying, I was killing like 63 out of 67 enemies that were coming in and I'm like, "God, I got I can't finish these final four. And when I switched it down to like easy, I actually killed less enemies than I did when it was on medium, <laughs> and I failed. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" This is wow. yeah. As far as money goes, I, I'm pretty sure that it just always gives you enough to build one energy producing unit yeah. at the beginning. So because later on, when you get the um, which the I think plasma. is, I think it's a hundred. Is that the um, the base? Yeah, to build a to build the first introductory, and then later on it's 180 to build the one that produces more. Right. So right. if you start out and you only you don't select the base one and you only select the 180 one, uh, it'll start you out with 180. Oh, uh, so right. you so you can build <laughs> one, and then from there you have to go. So, um, yeah. So the, yeah, yeah it kind of sucked because the one time I was like, well, let me, because I knew it was making money, obviously for you, but. I thought, well, the turrets have to be making money. So the one time I decided, I'm just not going to make one. I, I died immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they make like they make like one dollar. They make like one. Yeah. Point yeah. It's point. not. Like, yeah. Geez. You'll basically never make enough to to yeah. build to then build a an energy producing unit at right. all because. Right. Yeah, and that's that can be a little frustrating. I'm I'm thinking of other like uh like Plants vs Zombies has the sun that falls down, so even if you don't build a sunflower first, which I always do anyway, um you still have a, w a way to get more energy or like defense grid, I think as long as you had all your little things you were protecting at your base, you were inc you were getting more currency through that. Um so the, you know, and I'm sure other ones have similar mechanics in place, but those are the two that are popping out in my head right now but right. this yeah. one didn't seem to have any other way it's like you either you either have that thing that's producing for you or your turrets are shooting and getting you like one or two dollars every every time and, yeah. and there was no external way to get money but i guess that makes it more that as a layer of strategy i guess but in like we said it just kind of felt like limiting right yeah I started actually tinkering around with putting the, the power satellite on the furthest outside ring so I could keep them away from incoming, you know, bad guys. And then I could put, like, active turrets right next to, to my center tower mm -hmm. so I could protect that. But, but again, it just – that felt like a reactive tactic and not like, like, hey, I got this great idea. That way I can protect my center ring at all times. It was – I don't know. Did it work any better doing it that way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, some missions it actually does work better. Hmm. Um, some missions it, it didn't. But – I think I guess that's probably going to be like my final say about the game that it's it's a great concept, um, it has excellent production, but I think the the ultimate problem with the game is is its difficulty level. You know, it's not a it's not a difficulty level like you were saying where where you you play Defense Grid and you want to play it how you want to play it and you want to um, you know you want to see how it works out if you do all machine guns. You know, I don't I don't think you can do that with this game. I think there's mm -hmm. a, a almost a formula for every level that you that you have to figure out to, to finish off. So yeah. it's almost more of a puzzle game than it right. is a defense game. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like once bad guys made it to the tower, that was it. You know, like you couldn't you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much it. 
Right. But I mean, for depending if, on the depending on the type of ship, if it is like the medium sized ones or bigger, if they're in the middle, yeah, you're dead. Pretty. Yeah, much. you're dead. Yeah. And that yeah, that's what happened oh, one yeah. time. I had yeah. like four of them circling. It's like oh well, that's it. <laughs> you know, and I'm just waiting it out to die basically at that point. And, and the level I got to where I kind of stopped, where well, not kind of, I did stop, was the level when when the the big brains come in and they disable your satellites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was think like, that was when I gave up to uh, him. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, are you fucking <laughs> shields, kidding me? They had the really? Force shields around yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so when they get close to one of your turrets, it, it basically makes the turret sh- turn off and leaves it defenseless, and then it starts blasting on your turret. So I'm sure there's a way around that, but it's kind of like, uh, and I gotta, do I want to figure this out? Do I really care at this point? Because that yeah. just feels cheap to me. That is because you're so limited in the number of turrets you can put on there anyway. To then have one of them kind of be taken away in that way, in that manner, uh, uh, just, yeah, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth at that point. I was just like, all right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost wish that there was a, a way that you could even add another, like, point onto the ring or something like that. Like, if you saved up 200 points or something like that, you could yeah. buy an extra point and, on the ring. And in, in all fairness, that <laughs> may be the case once you get up to, like, level 12 yeah. or 13. I mean, you know, like, right. yeah, it's never, possible. I, I, I suck too hard at the game to be able to tell. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I do too. <laughs> so. It's funny we all made it pretty much to the same point. Yeah. Where we realized, you know. Well, we yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the thing is, is there has to be something to push you forward, you know. If, 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 right. I, if it gets to a point where it's just frustrating and there's not some other aspect of the game that's making you say, oh, you know what, I got to get past this no matter what. I mean – then, then right. that, there's something wrong there. I mean, and like even though I was enjoying the cutscenes, and that was kind of the reason I was going ahead at first. Like I didn't love them that much. Where no, like, yeah, you know what I mean. I mean they're all like they're awesome, but you know I wasn't like I gotta see what happens next. You know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like, actually like to if someone could just like take all the cutscenes and like yeah, edit, edit it, it into a movie. Yeah, put, put it, it on, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely uh, sit and probably watch the whole thing. It would be a good lunchtime uh, viewing experience. Yeah. I'm curious uh, just to touch on the fact that there is an Xbox version coming. Like like we said, we played it on PC and I played it on iPad. And just seeing the way it works with that, I'm really kind of wondering. Right. Using it on a controller, uh, uh, that's going to just add a whole other layer of. Maybe it's Connect. There. Oh, oh, look at that. You could be like, like you could be like titty twisting in the air. <laughs> And that would uh, that would uh, make the ring spin around. <laughs> oh God! The first the first uh, titty twisting uh, motion control game. <laughs> yeah, I am trying to think of how this would work with a 360 controller. I assume probably the left. The shoulder the... buttons kind of making the the ring spin. Yeah, you could you could definitely do that. The shoulder buttons could make the ring spin. Yeah, it would work good like on Wii or Move, you know, with the pointers. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could like grab it and. I don't know. Do way. like the Harry Potter. Right. I, I think PC and iPad would be the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, if, if there's an Xbox Live demo and you and you can download it for free and play it, then why not? I mean, I'll probably yeah. church. I'll check it out when it comes up there as a demo. I don't know that I would buy it on there. Um, but yeah, having played with a touch screen and and with a mouse, I, I can't imagine why you would want to uh, subject yourself to that frustration. Totally. Yeah. Oh, you want to get into some community feedback, or is there anything else uh, you wanted to touch upon? I no. think we pretty much covered everything. You know, I think we all kind of. Well, well I guess we maybe could. we should we should probably round out our total thoughts. Like, 
I personally would give it a, you know, out of the don't bother worth try worth buy scenario, I would give it a worth trying. Especially yeah, I, since there's a free demo available. Yeah. Agreed. I, I agree. Try the demo, and if you like it, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a well-priced game at $10 mm-hmm. on PC and $5 on iPad. I think it's it's a small, for what you get, I mean, I, I think you would get $10 worth of fun. Yeah, out of it. and there's, you know, there, if you like it, there seems to be a lot to do. I mean, the story mode is looks like it's like 24 uh stages long and then you know there's achievements in each of those stages that you can earn and then there's an arcade mode so there's yeah challenge, there's a lot challenges. To do. and yeah. it doesn't yeah and it doesn't come off as like um even though you know we described it as a budget game i don't think it comes off as a budget game like it mm. looks you know it has it feels like a high budget game i mean even though everything's low budget with the <laughs> ships on strings and stuff like right. that. Well, yeah, I love that so much, right. but, I, but they pull it off so well, you know, it, it, it works. Yeah, no, it's a really well polished game. I didn't experience any bugs or glitches or any weirdness. I mean, it, it fired right up and played on both platforms. It played really well on both of them. No problems. I mean, uh, iPad games every now and then you get one that just craps out on you consistently. And, uh, uh, I know that flies in the face of all things Apple, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it does happen. I've I've gotten games on there that just won't play, and this one fired right up and and just was really slick and polished. The music and sound and everything is great. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I'd say I wish there was more music. I kind of was getting tired of the same song. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you guys listening to the podcast and and ladies, of course, are, are going to get shortchanged a little bit this time around. In that we usually include music from the game. This time, I think we're going to be including some little sound bites or something instead. So, uh, I'm not sure as of this moment, as we're recording, what you're going to be hearing. But you've probably already noticed that you're not hearing our usually scheduled uh, music interludes. <laughs> All right. Well, the, uh, so we, I guess, once again, we seem kind of uh, on the same page. Yeah, yeah, we all we all encourage you to try it, but you know, definitely look before you leave scenario. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so community feedback, Steve, you want to take it or you want me to? Yeah, I'll take it away. Uh, we, you know, after after last week or two weeks ago, uh, the the deluge of comments for Bastion, uh, we <laughs> didn't get quite as many uh, this time around for un- what, unstoppable. Which, board. which, real quick, I I, I feel like uh, I feel like we 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 were under attack, guys. For... What do you mean? I don't, like, you know, we all liked Bastion, but I guess because we weren't saying it was the greatest thing ever. I, like, I was reading, like, the YouTube comments, and people were just like, I can't believe you guys didn't like it. And it's like, well, I never we said did I like didn't like it. Yeah, I never said <laughs> I didn't like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. I think we were we – were, out of everybody on the internet that, that will only speak nothing but positives of the game, I think we were probably the few places that will speak some of the few negatives of the game we didn't say the game was broken or that we would never play it again right. or anything like that we just said that it was a good game but here were the flaws right it's yeah. funny too the the irony was that the night that we recorded that um i think the bastion won a pretty major award didn't it yeah at, a, at, yeah. A, at a, what was it igf or something like that it took home some some large award that night i saw like right after we i looked yeah. on twitter like literally right after we finished recording and there was a tweet from the bastion uh, they really they really like that narrator <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, i i think i think probably the big difference between bastion and this is i don't think one i don't think a lot of people knew about the game because you know even even though there was advertising for it i, I just don't think that it was it was really all that popular and uh 
you know, well, I guess that's it, really. Not, not that many yeah. people played. Yeah, not that many people have played it. Yeah, I've only heard one other podcast where they where they talked about Unstoppable Gorg of all the gaming podcasts that I listened to, which is wow. about was a well, like four, but <laughs> still a pretty good number. I listened to all of like one. <laughs> only one other one. I heard them talk about it, and they were talking about the iPad version because they were kind of going down uh, iOS games. Oh, okay. And so, um, so yeah. Uh, so, but here is what we did get, and this is from Frank. Uh, he said, I love the whole 50s sci-fi, he spelled sci-fi, sci-fi vibe, (laughs) and it may have been the best use of FMV I've seen in that it fit the whole design and motif perfectly. I wonder if we were supposed to say sci-fi. (laughs) <laughs> I think he just spells terrible <laughs> because tower spelled bad as we go it, further down. I love the whole sci fi vibe, but it may have been the future of the I've seen. I could do that voice for the whole thing. But, uh... <laughs> Frank will never comment again. Yeah, I don't want Frank to think that I'm, I'm implying that that's what he sounds like. <laughs> no. I liked that they went with what looked like real models on strings for the video news segments. Nice touch. The music was fun and upbeat. I did find myself getting into it some. However, my eyes started glazing over when I see stats and whatnots that need to be upgraded. I also feel that I just sit there and watch events unfold, which is why I don't like tower defense games in general, really. So that has nothing to do with this game in particular. Again, it did have a certain draw to it, and I found myself getting into it a bit. I like the mechanic of the orbital rings that you could rotate. Uh, that gave me something to play with as bad guys come barreling with at you. Yeah, so he pretty much mirrored a lot of what we said. Uh, or we mirrored what he said, depending on yes. how you want to look at it. We act, none yeah. of us played it. We all just read Frank's yeah. comments. All <laughs> elaborated. We all bullshitted. And uh, Cody uh, sent us this uh, via Facebook. He said, uh, I participated during the beta. It was actually kind of fun. You were forced to use strategy to whereas most tower defense games, you can use a bunch of just one tower. Which, <laughs> that's whoops. funny because it's the opposite of what he, what Steve was saying. Right. I, Steve likes using being able to do whatever you want. He, he likes being. I, I, well, so, I'll finish his comment and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll, I'll re- respond to that. Uh, well, not with unstoppable Gorg. You have to use a variety and read each one's type of style and see what worked best with each spaceship you had to kill. That makes sense. I see what he's saying. Um, I guess, and and I think Phil or one of you guys already said this is kind of like, uh, I guess it's just two different types of strategy. It's kind of like the strategy is it's like a puzzle game. Like you have to figure out what to use and when to use it, and you know the timing and everything. And and uh, it's very defined, I think, in in the game. Whereas in my mind, for me, with other tower defense games that that I've already mentioned like twenty times too many <laughs> uh that i like the idea of strategy being that i can form my own strategy and i can put it together however i want i don't always necessarily just use one type of tower but i like having the freedom that i could do that and maybe figure out a way to make it work and actually get through a level that way um whereas in this one that's just not the case you just can't do it so i that's cool that he sees that as a plus i, I guess that you know different strokes different folks uh um, I can't fault him for liking that aspect of it. I just, I, I don't agree. Yeah. And I, that was it. For, that was it. Uh, community for the community. But, community uh, failed us this nah, week. Thank, well, <laughs> thank you guys very much. Appreciate the comments. Always, always appreciate them. And yeah. certainly appreciate more. But uh, keep them coming. 
Well, maybe maybe next episode we will get more comments because we're gonna go free uh, free games again, freeware. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do alter ego, so we'll have the links up on the site as where you can go get this. Um, it's a free two D, uh, like it looks like a puzzle kind of game where you have a mirror image of yourself and you're kind of controlling both at the same time to, I guess, solve the level. I don't really, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I played but, uh, it once a while back. Um, we talked about this before we started recording the show. I think there had been a thread about this. Someone posted it on NeoGAF, and I, I checked it out one day uh, during my lunch break or something and played maybe about 10, 15 minutes of it, and it was pretty cool. So I'm, I'm interested to dig into it a little further. Cool. And what's neat about the download for it is that it includes the PC version, a ZX Spectrum version, and a NES version. So I don't know if that means there's like – a NES ROM and the game's built differently. Find out. Sounds I, neat. I, yeah, I feel like I, I think it's just the same version of the game, but you, if you have a NES emulator on your on your uh, PC, you can just run it in that as opposed to installing or, or running an executable file. It's pretty I think, cool. I think that's the only difference, but uh, yeah, pretty neat. So definitely, uh, we will put something in the show notes uh, for the episode on eldergeek.com. Head over and you can find a link where you can check out Alter Ego. Yeah. So, anything else we want to add, Steve, before we uh, before we head out? Well, uh, as always, we like to ask our listeners to go ahead and leave us some reviews on iTunes or Zune. Um, we would appreciate any ratings or reviews you want to leave. Uh, it'll help us uh, hopefully attract new listeners if we can get out there and get the show listed on you know the various featured or up and coming or whatever the equivalent is on the various uh stores we definitely could use that if you're subscribed to us uh and you have through some other means like an rss reader or whatever and you have the means to subscribe through itunes or zune uh the more people who subscribe through there the, the you know the higher we show up on their internal rankings and i know i know about itunes i know guys believe me but uh <laughs> unfortunately it's it's the it's the biggest uh, biggest show out there when it comes to podcasts. So uh, if we can get our name out on there, it, it would be great. And uh, we, we always appreciate any support from uh, the people who listen to the show. And thank you very much for it. Yeah. We need to get ourselves on Spotify. I, yeah, I just had a conversation with someone the other day about oh, really? how Spotify really needs to get podcasts on there. I would yeah. love, I would love it. They don't have it right now. It's not not in there. Uh. That is plain old silliness because I'll tell you what, I love Spotify. Not like we're getting paid for an ad spot or anything from Spotify, but <laughs> holy god, I love Spotify. I yeah, I'm 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 a fan. I've been using it more. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, the only thing I don't like about Spotify is like whatever I listen to unless I like tell it ahead of time to not tell everybody what I'm listening to on Facebook, it broadcasts it to the world. Oh, I turned that, that off. Yeah. I figured out how to turn it off. It always turns itself back on for uh, me. You, you can do it. You have to do it through Facebook. You have uh, to go into face. If you go into Facebook and and you can completely remove it so it won't show up on your timeline anymore. I always get some smarmy freaking comments from people about the stuff I'm listening to. And <laughs> yeah. It's like shut your face. That's why I, I never did it. I think I, 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 think it. I might have gotten comments from from me from, maybe <laughs> from someone who's on this podcast right now might have made. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, so. Uh, 
I'll just tell the story real quick. Yeah, we're, you might as well. Uh, we're already into it, and we don't have to put this in the YouTube version. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I use Spotify exclusively now pretty much for music, except for a couple – like if I buy like something off Bandcamp, like an indie type thing that you can't get on there uh, for the most part. All my music I, – I subscribe now. I, I, I pay for the $10 a month premium because it's huh? worth it to not have the ads. And I also like the fact that uh, on my phone I have the app and I can – have it download the music onto my phone and I can listen when I'm offline to stuff. So if there's like a few albums I'm really into, I put them on there and then I can hook them up in my car and listen to them when I'm driving to work and stuff. Um, Pretty sweet. One of the, yeah, one of the albums I put on there for the benefit of my seven year old daughter was the latest kids bop album. (laughs) And uh, so we were listening to that. And what I didn't realize was that even though I'm listening to it on my phone and I'm not online, (laughs) Uh, it's still sending out what I'm listening to to Facebook. <laughs> so I'm driving my daughter around on the weekend and we're listening to the kids bop album in the car, which, you know, if you're a parent and you have a child who's like elementary school age, it's going to happen. You're just going to have to suck it up. And, and they're listen. not going to they're not all going to love Led Zeppelin. No, no. You know, it's, there's going to be a time for that as well. But at this age, <laughs> you pretty much have to just. You have to eat shit and listen to like a horrible rendition of like a Flo Rida song every now and then. It's just, <laughs> it's life. It's life as a parent. You know, it's what you do. Anyway, uh, so unbeknownst to me, this is all getting put up there. And then uh, I, I get into work one morning and I look on my Facebook and I see like a smart ass comment from Phil. <laughs> just giving me a bunch of crap about the fact that uh, I guess it had posted that I had just, you know, Steve Wilkinson had been listening to kids bop 23 or whatever on spotify and i'm like oh yeah I, I don't other people start chiming in and i'm just like all right you know what <laughs> i gotta figure out how to turn this off so i did a little digging around and i i managed now no more sharing of music for me i, I think what i said it's been, it's been a, a couple of weeks i think what i said was i don't care if you have a daughter there is no, <laughs> there is no excuse but i i know that there is an excuse yeah, i know i've tried i've tried and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I used to be very like when I before I had kids and I saw the commercials for Kids Bop like you know I'd be like oh there's no way I'm ever letting my kid listen to that and then and then at some point I was just like you know I was beaten down and I'm like whatever you know they like it she sings along to it I mean the they change the lyrics so that they're less suggest oh, yeah. yeah like all like they don't yeah they don't I was sing how they would do that yeah they they re- rewrite the lyrics because I'm familiar my wife listens to like. The, the top 40 type stations in the car. So I already know most of these songs anyway, but now I'm hearing the filtered versions where they change, you know, like, like, uh, what's the one song? Where, well, they beep it on the radio anyway, but it's something like I'm fucking you tonight. And then they change it to I'm loving you tonight or something like that. I don't know. Like <laughs> what I got, I got to get it, put it in you is, uh, yeah. yeah what I all... want is I want to hug and kiss you. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold your hand while we're walking down the hallway in school. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they clean it up. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not defending kids, Bob. I'm just saying I'm, you know, I was embarrassed. And so that's mm-hmm. the one I agree that that's a, a bad thing that Spotify does. There's too much. The social networking thing needs to be curbed. <laughs> All right, it's out of control. And so that, bring us, bring and us, that said, and rate us on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, and that said, please leave us reviews uh, if you can. Uh, uh, iTunes ping. 
<laughs> if anyone's like, actually using that. Uh, and I'm speaking of social networking, uh, head over to eldergeek.com and follow Elder Geek on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch TV, all of which are fine uh, social networking platforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna go. Google Plus page too, but we don't use it as oh, much. Oh, really? As we yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. We'll start. Google. We'll start pimping that a little bit more this week. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. I'm gonna go play my Vita. <laughs> Is that a I Vita? No. I thought. I, I actually thought. I considered it. I considered it. I, I don't know why you don't. You're like a huge portable gamer. I, I I'm not a big portable gamer guy. You know, uh, as, still... as cool as the tech is, I just can't bring myself to buy a portable console. That might change when you have a kid, when your kid Probably. is born, rather. Maybe. I don't Maybe not. Maybe it won't. Uh, Yeah, but you know why I won't? Because I I can't even play everything I want to play on the 3DS, so, you know. Yeah. It's just another another thing. I do want it. It looks cool, but i got to be realistic here. You know? Money. You gotta get that second job to uh, if you yeah. want. If you want to, <laughs> was that a, was that a Kaz? Kaz yeah. said that or, yep. or I think or, I, no, 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 it might have been Kaz. It, it was, was uh, Kudaragi, wasn't it? Yeah. Who made that, that is... drop that one? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Get a second job so you can get your PS3. Could you? I can't believe. Uh, you know, it's years ago now, but I can't believe they actually said that. <laughs> The PS3, what was that? Six hundred bucks when it came out. Was it six hundred? ninety-nine U.S. dollars. Oh yeah. my god! That Man, is. You're kidding yourself if you don't think that the next 360 or PlayStation 3 isn't going to be close to that expensive. It's going to be at least four hundred. At least. Oh god! How much do you think the U is going to be? The U, I think, will probably be about three hundred. Yeah, three, three hundred, three fifty. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that the 720 That's... or whatever will probably be about four hundred. I would think. Ugh. I know we're getting off topic here and everything like that, but come on, we have been spoiled. Video games have been fifty and sixty dollars since we were kids. We're, we're yeah. lucky that those haven't gone up at all in price. And this gen's lasted a long time, so we got a bit of a break. Yeah, this has been really long. I, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of crazy to think yeah, about like first gen. Think about first generation Xbox Xbox three sixty titles is pretty crazy. Call of Duty two, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Perfect Dark. Yeah. Perfect Dark, yeah. Uh, what was the other? Uh, Camino. Cameo. Cameo. Cameo, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Just kind of cra yeah. crazy titles that and kind of forgotten about. Right, it's weird. There's, and they're like old. What are they, 2005? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it launched in fall 2005. Yeah, because right. PS3 and, and we were 2006, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so oh. that's right. There's kind of a, 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 yeah, I don't even want to get off on a whole other topic because, because, but like, I'm really kind of digging everything that's going on in the PC space right now as far as like uh, budget titles and indie titles. Just like, me too, dude. Me too. It's kind of like, I'm almost not that interested in what's going to come next just yet because there's so much good stuff going on in that area. And indie games have just kind of like blown up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then now the whole thing with what happened uh, last week with uh, Tim Schafer and the Kickstarter thing. Like, they want to just yeah. fund their own game. So they went to Kickstarter, and now they got, like, $2 million to make this game. And, and they're going to put it out on Steam and, and uh, uh, presumably other places as well. But, um, 
it's just really interesting just a, a neat kind of time for games uh if, you, if you're a fan of games and you have a you know a pc that can you know even a moderate pc i would think would be able to handle a lot of these things that come out so it's uh kind of a neat neat thing that's going on Last yeah, that's, that's what I'm liking about all these indie games is that like I can play them. Yeah, and, <laughs> la- and last weekend uh, Mojang did their thing with uh, over 60 hours. They they built a game uh, live, streaming it on the internet for charity through the for the humble bundle, and you know that just another example of like crazy stuff. Like I was watching it, you know, here and there throughout the weekend. I didn't uh, maybe like 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, um, but it was just crazy because I'm watching it and I'm thinking like. You know, 15 years ago, I was in school learning to program and stuff. And, like, I never in my wildest imagination would have thought that I would be watching along with 20,000 other people sitting there watching a dude code on the Internet. <laughs> like, It is crazy. And, and them raising, like, a decent amount of money while they do it, like, just kind of blew my mind. It's just, just such an interesting uh, world we live in right now. It is. It is weird how things are changing, and it makes me wonder. Like, uh, is it even worth like Sony to make another system? You know. Yeah, or, I'm sure they're. I'm. I mean, I'm sure someone in their accounting department is probably wondering the same thing right now. Yeah, <laughs> there there is a rumor actually that just came out today about uh, about Sony making another console, and that AMD is going to be building their processor chip for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean. Look, they're yeah, PS4 is coming. They're, they're right. Not, they're not bowing out, but no, no. <laughs> I and I'm not it. just say, and I'm not just singling out Sony. You know, I'm just in general, even like Microsoft. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. But I would lump Nintendo in, but they will do their own thing for eternity until they just go until away. Until they have no more day. money to do their own thing. Right. They will never. They will never do anything for anybody else. So yeah, yeah. The, the, they are they're hardcore. They're in it till the end. Like if like. Uh, I am legend happened and like Will Smith <laughs> Will Smith was the only person left on earth like Reggie would still come and sell him like a new <laughs> Nintendo console <laughs> yeah they're never they're never gonna vampire do... vampire Reggie would come they will put themselves out of business before they put Pokemon on iPhone like they will they will not they will never do it yeah. but anyway that's a... <laughs> well we've actually run pretty short tonight on this episode so we have we've had a little time to talk about other things <laughs> cool. it's not too bad to get off topic a little no that's fine yeah next gen is gonna be uh very interesting it is it's it's crazy big shake-ups yeah i mean then i talk the talk like oh you know i'm not that interested but i'll tell you what i'll be there like just like everyone else excited to get the new console <laughs> of course. oh yeah i'll be I'll, i will try my damnedest to do be like a super early adopter of, of next consoles yeah, I don't think I would stand in a line, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. We did Purchasing that. stuff online has spoiled the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how early I would adopt at this point. I mean, you know, I, I think I think Microsoft is going to be pretty cautious this time around, having with all the hardware problems they had last time. Obviously, they, they don't want to repeat that. So I think it'll probably be safer this time around almost to, uh, yeah. to get it early to get it early rather than waiting for like a hardware revision. Um, but you know, I guess it's, what is it? What's the saying? Like, like after there's been a fire like or like the safest time to fly is like right after there's been a plane crash. Or whatever, you right. know, like, <laughs> it's uh, kind of like that, that kind of mentality. Yeah. Next anyway, gen, man. Next Crazy. Gen. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> 
buckle the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wonder, like, too, uh, you, you know, wh- how much better will the graphics really get? You know what I mean? Like, I what are the machines? I, I really do. I hope a lot better. I don't think they're going to get that much better because no one has the money to make them better. Yeah. Well, well I, th- I think that's an excuse. I, I think, think the programming and stuff is going to get, you know, a little bit easier as time goes on. Yeah, I think I think that in the case of the 360, I don't think they're going to or whatever the 360 successor is. I don't think they're going to deviate too far from the the current uh, method that the, that they have developers programming in. I think they're going to keep it pretty consistent, so it's an easy transition. And I think what you're seeing on Windows right now in terms of uh, the resolutions and everything that they're able to develop in, I think is probably going to be pretty close to what you're going to get on the screen. Cause I mean, really, right. we're talking about games on the 360 and the PS3 that are rendering in like at like 600 P and then being, right. and then being upscaled to 720 P or, or 1080p. They're not even running in, in true HD uh, resolution. So yeah. I think that's what you're going to see is you're going to see more memory, uh, faster CPUs, better graphics processors that are able to emulate what's happening now on PC and maybe a little bit better in terms of like particle effects and stuff like that. But I don't think it's going to go too much further than that. I think right. that's what that's what I mean. And and do you think like, you know, the common person will notice that like, sure, these new games, they'll, they'll be running at like 1080p or whatever, and, and hopefully stable frame rates. You know? Yeah, that... yeah, I, you know, well, I but... think I think the thing is, is the sell for that for people who n- don't necessarily have the money or the interest to build a, a PC with, you know, crossfired video cards and, you know, th- you know, be able to uh, play games on like the ultra ultra settings. I think that this will give them the chance to have that level on their TV. Um, I think there's going to have to be other things too, to hook people in, you know, I think Microsoft has a great thing going with live in terms of, they've got that install base. They've got people who, people who have people that want to move on and will will move on and whatever features they put into the next iteration of live on the next consoles will have to be something (laughs) that, that makes the people who are excited about live want to upgrade and continue because there's, there's people out there that are, are, you know, they, they have communities uh, centered around live, you know, there's there's Xbox Live exclusive communities of gamers who who have websites and their own forums, and they may have like two, three hundred people that frequent, you know, their site and and uh, and all play together on, you know, a- after work and stuff. So I, I think that those people are really, you know, the ones that are going to kind of be the evangelists and right. uh, and get behind it. You know, people are invested in their in their three six in their live account. You know, they've got their. They score. really are. They've got yeah. their gamer scores. They've got their avatars. They've got their friends lists that have carried over now since the right. first Xbox. Not the gamer score, but the friends list and stuff. You know, I have people on my friends list that like I made friends with that I played like the first Ghost Recon on the original Xbox, which I think might have been the first Crazy. was the first live enabled game on the original wow. Xbox, and mm. I I have like my first couple of friends from that still on my friends list so you know and i i don't can't couldn't tell you the last time i played a game with them but i see them on there all the time i'm like oh yeah there's that guy i remember playing ghost recon with him like nine years ago or whatever they probably made some of the most like uh loyal like fans this generation you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like you said they're so invested you know there's people they had their way they liked it they're, you know most people are done with it and then I don't know, the PS3 thing kind of just 
PS3 know. was was built a lot of on the, the people who were loyal to the PS2 fan right, base. You right. know what I mean? And, and there weren't and they didn't build too many new fans off of it. No, no, it's splintered, and a lot of those guys are probably now Xbox people. And you know, you got your loyal Sony people that, of course, have their PS3 and they love it. But yeah, no, no, they 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 probably have the most loyal type of I you know gamer attached to them right now. I go where the games go, baby. I don't give a crap about what console it's on. Yeah. No, I don't care. I don't care either. But obviously, you know, people do. You know. Yeah, yeah. They still do. They still yeah. do. That's always gonna. I mean, that's always forever. That's gonna be whatever. People have to get behind something and like make it part of their being, and then champion it right. as if like. And if you uh, are are against it, then you're somehow against them. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> whether it be movies games comic books politics tv shows cars you got the guys uh, driving around with the uh, calvin pissing on a chevy symbol you know dude i hate those just because they freaking <laughs> ripped off bill watterson come on <laughs> he was an amazing artist and then people have to take his thing to make him pissing on other i things. saw one it was it was calvin pissing on charlie brown i was like wow you know what now oh, God, <laughs> you guys it's just you've taken it too far really <laughs> uh, no yeah <laughs> Just oh, not not man. cool at all. Garfield pissing on Heathcliff. Come on, guys. <laughs> There's room in all of our hearts for for all everything. All things yes. are good. Yeah. Embrace. <laughs> Embrace and subscribe to us on iTunes. I made that up. I I never ever saw a sticker with Calvin pissing oh, on Charlie did. Brown. No, I not, <laughs> not, was real. not true I, at all. However, I may make that now and put it up on like an Etsy shop or something and see if I can. <laughs> Nope. Make some money. Make some internet monies. Oh boy! All right. Well, we I, I we uh we're sidetracked long enough. Sorry, yeah. folks. Nah, <laughs> I'm not. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time with what are we playing again? Alter Ego. Alter Ego. Leave yes. us some comments about Alter Ego. Yep. Check out OtherGeek.com. We'll have the show notes up there. You can download the game and and uh, give it a run. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it always for myself, Steve Wilkinson, and Phil Summers and Randy Asenchek. We will see you next time. See you. Bye. Captain Adam, don't be afraid. I'm sending my thoughts directly to your mind. I am Soraya, speaker for my people. We live peacefully among the clouds of Jupiter, yet I fear our cherished cities will be destroyed by the Gorg. Brave Captain Adam. Won't you help me?